Contrarian. The Modern Babylon Podcast is brought to you from the neurodivergent mind of the Culture Contrarian. Culture Contrarian is a private membership association which can be found at www.culturecontrarian.org. By going to the Culture Contrarian website, you can simply enter your email address and be given the opportunity to explore the teachings and education provided to other private members. The reasoning behind the PMA is to establish privacy and security for those who want to learn about how to be free and stand on their constitutional rights lawfully and respectfully. If the goal is about achieving your own freedom and want to learn how to hold public officials accountable to their oath. Our podcast is sharing information that Cultural Contrarian is willing to bring into the public as a means to provide context of what can be learned inside of the PMA. Now, on to the everybody and welcome to face the culture ken kennedy here saying hello and so glad that you're with us tonight we hope that you had a great day and uh we are going to revisit a topic that we talked about a couple of weeks ago because we think it's worth talking about and really is um, at the heart of, of what we're trying to accomplish and that is get what i call everyday people on air to tell us real news and by the way every wednesday night we do pa real news But we deliberately pick those topics and subjects that are about Pennsylvania people, but it's about people around the country, because I know that there are a ton of Karen and Anthony's out there. And as I've said before, and I'll say again, if you're from another state and you have a story similar, or you know someone who does experiencing it firsthand, tell them to contact us. We'll talk to them. We'll get them on air. This is real news. You want to get real news out. And um, so, uh, so much of the real news today seems to revolve around on an Uber uh, level in the battle of the school boards. And I might add also the Moms for Liberty who are uh, fighting to keep our children from being sexualized. There's overlap there because I'm sure as we get to talk to um, Anthony and Karen, um, that's a part of why they're doing what they're doing. But we do have on tonight, a couple of weeks ago, we had on Ryan Miller, who is working with uh, Anthony and Karen. Uh, I don't want to make sure I don't mess up their names. Felgator. Did I get that right, guys? It's Melissa and Anthony. Oh, excuse me, Anthony and Melissa. Got to get new glasses here, folks. <laughs> and okay. They are at the center of a uh, the story, as Ryan talked about. Uh, challenging the Octorora School Board District. And you might say, where in the world is Octorora? <laughs> and it's at the 
very bottom of the state of Pennsylvania in the southeast corner. And it's kind of, well, when I remember being rural, I'm not sure if it still is, but um, folks, liberalism has creeped in everywhere. I used to think that, well, it's limited to this area, that not so. Um, as we often say that the left is very well planned, very well financed, and they are carrying out their plan. And they're it, based on what I've read and seen, we have Leah and Gregory on all the time, and we've talked to others that um, stealing elections is, is commonplace these days. So that helps us to understand why some people get elected into the offices that they do. But I want to start off uh, just telling you a little bit about Anthony and Melissa, and then we're going to turn it over to them. We want to hear from them. I'm sure you want to listen to them far more than you do me. So uh, a little bit about these folks. Um, they're area residents of Ackland and Octorara School District for almost 20 years. Melissa graduated from Octorara in 1992, as well as her mother. They have four children. Two boys graduated from Octorara and twin girls entering eighth grade. Anthony is a police sergeant in East Whiteland, and Melissa is a personal trainer with a home-based gym focusing on whole body fitness, mind, and body, and spirit, of course. Motto skinny, L-F-I-T, as in fit, faith, and inspired training. I like that. Her favorite Bible verse is in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Great verse. Amen. Anthony became involved with Octorara Safety Task Force after school shootings across the country alerted Octorara parents and a few school board members to gain knowledge and help on how to do what's best for the kids. Anthony, I'm going to stop there and ask you to jump in and tell us how your journey to how you got to where you are right now. Please, please tell it for our listeners yourself. Okay. Um, as you had stated, I was uh, contacted by a, a group of parents that were formed a safety task force that was working with the school board in trying to get uh, armed security at the school due to the ongoing, even at that time, school shootings uh, because of my law enforcement background. And after uh, almost uh, probably two years of working with the school board, and you know meetings with parents and everything we were finally successful in getting that to happen and getting armed security in the school and it was around that time that uh, i was approached by a school board member and who said you know you'd be really you should really consider running for the school board as there was a, a seat at that time coming available i ran a write-in campaign was about four or five days before the election um, i actually missed it by like nine votes but the gentleman that won wasn't able to take the seat because he moved out of the region prior to getting sworn in. So I interviewed for the position and was put in at that time and then had to run again at the two year mark for a full four year term. And that's how I got onto the school board. Hmm. And by the way, running for school board, it's not as difficult as some people might think, right? From what we've heard, you don't need, uh, how do you go about that? If somebody's listening and says, you know what, I love that he did that, what do I need to do to run for school board? What I did was um, I cross-filed, so I um, had to get 15 uh, registered Democrats to sign off on a petition, and then I also you know, got uh, 15 re registered Republicans 
um, to get on the ballot. And that's pretty much all you need to do to get on the ballot. And then you, then you got to do your campaigning and, you know, hit the ground and hit the neighborhoods and things like that. The, the key is really um, promoting a bipartisan campaign because a school board seat should not be about any political party. Hmm. You know, so you're about well all your constituents. You know, and Anthony's been that way for the last eight years. I mean, when, when people reach out to Anthony, you know, he doesn't ask them what region you're in because he's in region one, but he doesn't say what region are you in? Um, I have to pass you off. He always just says, how can I help you? Excellent. All right, continue. So you you uh, got on the school board, and what happened next? Got on the school board. I started learning quickly um, all the moving parts that go with running a school district. Uh, you pretty much take it for granted. You know, your kids go to school, they go to sporting events, they go to dances, and you just things just seem to operate. Once you get a look at behind the scenes and really see all the different moving parts, it was really a, it was a great learning experience. And, and the other board members, uh, especially the ones that had been on the board for a, a long period of time, you know, I was say mentor, I guess would be mentor. the best, mentored and learned from them and things like that. And you just kind of absorbed that, oh, well, that's just how things are done because that's how they told me that's how things are done. And it wasn't until later on that I started, you know, uh, seeing that, well, that's not quite the case. And mm -hmm. Got my eyes open real quick after uh, Mr. Miller started his process. Yeah, but even before uh, Mr. Miller, I, you know, we started just to realize there was just a lot of things that, uh, you know, weren't running properly. And we tried addressing them and we realized that we really weren't getting anywhere. And then, you know, Anthony started to realize, as well as one of the other board members, that there's just not enough hours in the day to even review all the material hmm. and that they kind of all kind of dropped the ball, so to speak, um, you know, because they they weren't able to put the, the time and effort into reviewing everything. And they got real comfortable listening to the elder board members that, they, that mentored them, as well as administration and just trusting, hmm. trusting that everything was OK, especially when everything is going fairly well. You know, when, when your kids are doing good in school and, you know, if you're dealing with special ed and IP issues seem like they, you know, are working out and things seem fine, you know, you just kind of go with the flow and it was COVID, here we go, mm. <laughs> exposing a little bit more. It kind of like COVID kind of pulled back the curtain um, and just started to expose a lot of different problems, started to expose political agendas uh, versus, you know, being bipartisan. And uh, that's where I, I started to pay more attention because I've always um, been able to be very uh, protected by Anthony. You know, he's a police officer. I met him. He, you know, he was a police officer. And, you know, I've always felt safe and secure and figured Anthony's got it. You know, Anthony has the safety. Anthony's on the school board. Anthony's running from these people. You know, they seem to be wonderful. Everybody trusts everybody. They seem to be uh, a well-oiled machine working together and then COVID happened and it really exposed a huge problem and just a lack of willingness to want to dialogue with the community. Hmm. I, guess, I guess a good way to add to that is prior to COVID, school board meetings were pretty much empty except for the administrators. You may have uh, a 
someone from the public or something like maybe a reporter that was, you know, going to write an article for something. But basically they were empty. Once COVID hit, parents started showing up in droves, especially with mass mandates and things like that, and started uh, questioning the board and mm. asking tough questions. And that's when a lot of the board members didn't like that and didn't quite know how to respond to it. So they, in essence, shut down. And they don't have to respond. That's that's what's the kicker uh, with public servants. They don't have to respond. And if they do respond, they don't have to tell you the truth. You know, they can they can lie to you. Um, they can even in, in the middle of a meeting defame you and and say all kinds of things. And they are protected um, as well as protected by school solicitors. And I think um, it's slowly coming to light. Um, that solicitors can can be one of the largest problems um, with why a school district is gone more progressive and more left um, in Chester County and in Lancaster County, which Octorer sits in both. Um, it is the same law firm for many of the schools. Hmm. So all of the superintendents, all of these administrators, they are getting the same advice from these very far left, very uh, progressive uh, lawyers. And how is this getting out, Anthony and Melissa? How are people finding out about this? And what what are they doing? What are they? What, you know, I mean, it, you know, we have this information and we discuss it. We're aware. What 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 happens after that? Like well, it, shows like shows like this will help get it out. Um, there's like things on. on Facebook, Facebook social media, but but in large, the, the message really isn't getting out because people are no longer feeling any pain. They're not showing up to school board meetings. You know, the older folks are still sitting at home. Also, they're waiting for a flyer to show up at their door that used to happen years ago. We just had a town hall leading up to the primaries, and we learned from a lot of older residents. That's the one thing that they're missing. They're not computer wizards. You know, they're not techno people. Um, they don't go onto the school website to try to click into a, you know, a live stream YouTube um, or, you know, to try to find out information. They're, they're hoping to hear from their school board um, what's going on. And, you know, even when it came time for our new superintendent to be hired, um, we found out that, you know, the school community that was hearing um, about this was only the ones that had kids in school, like my parents. Parents live still in the district, four miles away from the school. They had no clue that there was focus groups and information sessions that constituents could get involved in. You know, so the information really doesn't get out to the to the taxpayers. Um, if they're not showing up the meetings, they're not hearing about this. I mean, even in the primaries, most people had not a clue what was going on. They had no idea the board was involved in a federal lawsuit, except for you know a small group of people you know, on social media um, and, you know, the, the current eight members that are involved in the lawsuit ran one heck of a campaign against, you know, Anthony and uh, the other Republicans to try to knock them out of the primaries, um, you know, but otherwise taxpayers really don't know. I mean, a lot of people walked around, the taxpayers had not a clue. Some of our uh, Republican endorsed candidates were kind of scared to touch on the subject because they they weren't sure what to say about it. They they were concerned that it would upset people, you know, because that that progressive left, you know, really hasn't 
like they haven't done anything wrong and it's all Anthony Fauzator's fault. You know, he's he's the divisive one on the board. He's the problem. You know, it's their typical tactics that they've been attacking Anthony, you know, and even myself with. Let's fill in those details in just a moment, uh, just to refresh people who had heard it before and for those who hadn't heard it, what's going on in this lawsuit. But I have to comment, you, you mentioned they don't have to respond. They don't have to tell the truth. Please flesh that out just a little bit more. What do you mean by that? What happens is um, in like in the board meetings, there's two parts. Um, in the beginning, there's uh, visitor comments for agenda items. And then at the end of the meeting, there's a there's another 30 minute block for just general comments where anybody um, can come down and, you know, whether they want to say, hey, we want to say thank you to this, that or whatever, or have questions for the board. And what usually happens all the time is the board just sits there and acknowledges it and they'll, they may say, we'll get back to you, but they never do. And uh, there's been several times where I've followed up at meetings months afterward and asked if the uh, questions that you know, at least two particular women had asked uh, were going to ever get answered. And they still haven't been answered. And that's because that's a sore subject. It's about a transgender guideline that all of a sudden appeared that the board had no clue existed for two years. You know, yeah. so they don't want to they don't want to get back about that because. That's how they can, you know, work with your child without your knowledge. If the child says they're scared, Octorare School District has a transgender guideline that will work with your child if if the child says they're in fear. And, you know, the, the board is unaware, obviously, of PA consent law. And they're just all kind of sitting around and they're waiting for, like, more information on Title IX, this and that. And they're just pushing Pushing the goalposts, pushing the goalposts, pushing the goalposts. I have to ask, Melissa and Anthony, I have to ask, we hear this all the time now. Does anybody really know how what percentage of students fit in the LGBTQ category? I mean, you even hear our president talk about, like, this is a serious problem and the discrimination and the violence against them. In your corner of the world, in Octorara, what do you see violence being committed against trans students? Because of course we don't advocate for that. No, but no, there, 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 there isn't. But what I will say is, um, you, know, you know, these these kids are struggling, and uh, you know, when they start changing their name, they expect their peers to kind of remember the new name, and their peers have gone to school with them for so many years that they're still calling them by their old name and, and not not being ornery or mean, they just forgot and, you know, still call so-and-so by, by their original name. And then these transgender children, you know, can get really upset. And, you know, they're also some at times walking into the bathrooms, you know, that aren't their biological bathrooms. Now they're supposed to be using the nurse's suite. One thing that we've noticed is, um, the kids are, are very tolerable of all of this. And a lot of kids don't come home and tell their parents about it. I mean, I talked to my neighbors and they were like, we had no clue that there was, you know, kids that wanted to be cats and that are meowing. And we didn't know <laughs> that, uh, you know, that we had, a, you know, transgenders, you know, using, you know, the wrong bathroom. And, and I, and look, and I understand someone who is struggling and, and wanting 
to use the bathroom that they feel that they belong to. But we have to remember as parents, we have to protect everybody. Hmm. We can't have another Loudoun County happen at Octorera, you know, because whether there's a fight or a sexual assault, it could happen to that, that transgender student entering the bathroom that they want to identify with, you know, or vice versa. That transgender student could attack, you know, the other student. So, I mean, it could, it could go either way. It's really about just protecting everybody, you know, and, and protecting parental rights and working with parents. And that's what we're strongly fighting for, choice. Choice is, is, is what we're concerned with. You know, we want our parental rights. We understand in local parentis. We understand that the, the school's control over our children, that our children have basically have become wards of the state. And, you know, that that's our biggest thing is, you know, standing free, and standing up for our rights and protecting our children, not just our children, protecting all the children, you know, and making sure they're all getting what they need and that everybody is safe. Well, and also just to make the point, a boy that thinks he's a girl is a boy. And what should be happening when he is thinking that he's a girl is you help him to understand what he really is. By, by yielding to what he thinks versus what reality is, you're not helping him. You're making it worse for him. And we used to understand this, and I know you, I'm sure you agree. We used to understand this as a people. And so uh, he, this, this should not be encouraged. It shouldn't be promoted. It shouldn't be reinforced. It's not rational. It's not the truth. So we need to come back to that. Go ahead. You know, I'm sorry. It shouldn't be ignored either, you know, and Octorar has a way of just kind of ignoring things right. and just pretending like it's not happening. Um, well, and you mentioned... And I, and I think these are very personal issues for mm-hmm. families, you know, yes. for, for me and Anthony, if this is another child, we want to pray for that child and we want to yes. make sure that child has protection and, and pray for that family. But this is a private family matter for that family to deal with, you know, with their church and with their pastors. And, you know, in their own home, this is where the school needs to to take a step back. And uh, again, back on the issue of responding and telling the truth, I think uh, you would also say that the reason why they don't have to do that is that there's no consequence. When these school board leaders say nothing to you for six months on something that could have been answered in five minutes, and when, if they do answer you and they lie through their teeth, and it's provably lying they don't worry about it, that they're going to be held yeah. accountable because they're protected, right? Isn't there something, if, it, if you come at them in a particular way legally, then they are shielded from whatever you would try to do to them. But that is uh, not what Ryan is doing. And that's part of the problem. That's why they're freaking out, because he's, he's suing them as a private citizen, as an individual. He's just one man coming before them. But flesh that out for our audience, if you would. He, he's suing them in their private person capacity uh, through a federal lawsuit. And I had warned the board from the very beginning. Once once I realized, because originally when I when I had asked, when he, Mr. Miller had served the notice of intent to sue to the board, I had asked the board president, what exactly did we get served with? And he said, oh, it's, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. It's a nothing burger. That's when I did my own research, found out what exactly we got served with, and I just put the brakes on, and I told them flat out, that's exactly what sends a chill down a police officer's spine when they hear they're being sued in federal court, Hmm. because 
there's 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 no you don't have your qualified immunity at that point. You're being sued in your private person capacity. And I told them you need to stop. You don't want to be down in federal court in Philadelphia because it's personal. And they they just didn't listen. They decided to stay with the uh, what the solicitor was telling them. And I, I put myself on the record as objecting to all of it. And that's why I'm the only one not named in the lawsuit. And, and he warned them, you know, uh, he warned them very clearly. Mr. Miller warned them Mr. multiple times. I warned them. Yeah, Mr. Miller warned them in October of the previous year of December, like, no, so October of 21. And then January 24th, he came and served a color of law a warning, which made Anthony like go, uh-oh, you know, because I had already been talk talking to Ryan, trying to understand his private member association you know, what I could learn from him. And at first, you know, at first, Ryan even kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, because a lot of times when he gave examples, he gave examples about police officers. Hmm. Well, I'm a really good cop. And there's nothing worse um, than a bad cop for a good cop and for a good cop's wife, especially. Hmm. <laughs> um, I am a fierce supporter of Anthony um, and the kind of police officer that he is. And uh, when he would talk about public servants, he was giving a lot of examples about police officers. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, then I started to really listen and, and realize, you know, what Ryan was teaching is that these are complex business problems and they are going to take complex business strategy and solutions. But one of the, the great things about Ryan uh, is that you know, he teaches, you want to go down this road, understand that there could be consequences hmm. and you have to be careful and you need to protect yourself. And, you know, do you want to expose yourself? Do you want to, you know, die on this hill? You know, and we are the type of people when, when we feel strongly about something, we will, you know, we will die on that hill. You know, when we realize there's a wrong that's being done, we're, we're going to do everything in our power to, to make it right. Now, Ryan, when he had his lawsuit, or not before he had the lawsuit, let's re refresh the memory of what he actually did. He came to a school board meeting and wanted to speak. What happened? He wanted to speak, and all, all the, every school board, uh, every school district in the state of Pennsylvania has a, uh, a policy, which is called Policy 903, which states that in order to speak before a school board, you have to be a resident of the school district, be a taxpayer in that district, have, have a child or children in the district. Be a um, student. Student, uh, students can speak as well. Um, and that those are the parameters of what allows you to speak at a school board meeting. So he went to speak. And, and when you do come down to speak, you have to give your name and your municipality. So he went to speak and they said, well, you need to give your name and your municipality. And he said, well, no, I don't. I said, he said, you can't make me give up my Fourth Amendment right in order to exercise my First Amendment right. And they just went bonkers on that. And at first, like, didn't know quite what to say to that. But then they kept at him, kept at him. And um, he came when he went to speak, they had the state police came and he was take, you know, escorted out. And then they served him with a notice of trespass. And he's. He stayed away, um, and then months down the road, he came back to serve his federal lawsuit on the board, and that's 
when he was taken into custody. He was arrested by the state police. And am I remembering correctly, he did uh, answer their question, right, under duress. Am I correct on that? Did he give his municipality, he said, I shouldn't have to do this. This, These are your school board rules, and you can put that over your employees, but you can't do that on me as an American citizen. I'm free to speak. But he Correct. he said it under duress. But what did they then not even let him speak his three minutes after that? After he told where he was from, is that what happened? Well, the first time, January twenty four, he was able to speak because he you know he gave his name, and then somebody yelled out Parksburg, so he went Parksburg. So they let him speak, you know. And at that point, um, after he spoke, uh, a few minutes went by, and then he did serve a color of law warning. Um, which that made Anthony tingle a little bit because he already knew that I was kind of like learning some stuff, but wasn't sure. And I hadn't completely connected with Ryan yet. I was still unsure. Um, I just knew that my three minutes was starting not to mean anything or work. It didn't matter that I was a board member's wife. Um, And uh, then from there, he came back in March and uh, tried tried to speak. And that's when he was escorted out. Okay. Um, and, you know, prior to the first meeting in March that he wanted to speak out, that meeting got canceled um, and he wasn't able to, to attempt the first meeting. But the second meeting in March is when he came back, March 21st. Hmm. And that's when police walked in and then escorted him out. And by the and way, he was trying to speak without giving his information and they would not let him. So then he was going to uh, put them under citizen's arrest, attempted to do so. And that's when the police came in. And what did he want to say in those three minutes? Do you know what he was going to share with the board? I don't I don't have his um, exact speech uh, because that's his. It's personal to him. He was advocating on behalf of the Octorera Parents for Change group um, and wanting to try to bridge that gap um, that's been happening with the board and their lack of Uh, dialogue back and forth with the community, wanting them to understand that, you know, you have a community here, your constituents, they're crying out to you. You have your students crying out to you. They want to speak with you. They want to dialogue with you. They want to solve these problems. And we, and we need to do that together. We need to figure out a way to work together and come to a table because what, what's been happening for months now isn't working and your district is, is hurting and crying out. And I'll, and I'll tell you, I don't think Ryan would have ever came for, to the district if it even wasn't for the fact that there was a, um, a young child that had committed suicide. And that is something that Ryan um, used to do. That was one of his jobs or careers, you know, was trying to save children from suicide and help parents. And when, when he heard that, he was just like, I have to go to Octorera. I have to go to Octorera. And that's what brought him in January. You know, I mean, his heart is is for the children, for the families, for the Lord. Uh, I mean, he's he's an amazing individual. I have learned so much from him. We have been truly blessed, and God has been working with us this whole way through, undoubtedly. Hey, I've got to ask at this point, you were you were there your first hand. You're involved. What percentage of uh, parents in your school district, residents? Citizens in your area know what you just told us. Understand the full scope of, of this story. Say it's a very small it's percentage. It's a very small percentage that um, 
reach out to me personally. We do have um, Octorer District Constituents for Change, which was originally um, Octorer Parents for Change, who Ryan came to talk for, which had started out as Unmask Octorer. Um, so that District Constituents for Change has about 330 members. Um, I have over like 800 um, Facebook um, friends. I'm not real good on Instagram. Anthony has a, a smaller, he just is kind of fairly new to Facebook. He's been kind of off as a police officer. Um, I think he only joined when he had to do his own police page at work. Uh, so uh, he doesn't have as many friends as me. Um, but uh, it really it really is a very small number of people that understand. And I, and I will tell you, there's no way they could understand even the full scope of, of things and where it's at. It's truly like a John Grisham novel at this point. And it, and it all started with not allowing someone to speak for three minutes because ego and pride, that board had to be right. They have to run the show. They have to be correct. They will not back down from that. And they've got a solicitor who's supporting them in, in all of that. And these, these solicitors, again, like I said, are very progressive, very left. Just to give you an idea, um, of what, what the other board members and the, the misinformation they, they put out through this whole process and even during the, the, the election cycle. Uh, I had a, there was a gentleman that put some postings up based on what he was being told by several other board members. And he put it out on Facebook. And I challenged him on it and said, hey, look, this is where you're wrong. And you know, just might want to just do some better research and stuff like that. And I said, be more than happy to meet with you at any time to tell you where you're wrong. And then he sent me a private message and we met for breakfast and I explained everything to him, you know, over that, I don't think it was almost two hours, maybe close to two hours that we met. And at the end of that time, he, he thanked me and said, wow, I, I, I now have a better understanding of what's actually going on. And he, he did acknowledge that some people privately messaged him and said, don't meet with that guy. You're really going to seriously meet with that guy. And, and he, and he did. And he, he actually said he's, he was glad that he did. Uh, and that said a lot to me. Hmm. He still hasn't retracted the things he said online. <laughs> but again, humble pie. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to humble yourself sometimes when you, when you find out it, that you're, you're wrong about somebody and their attention. It really illustrates to me, folks, that uh, there's a lot of people in this country who have a mindset of if the government says it, and we're talking about from the top, from the state, and from the local, it's uh, you know from uh, as what's that saying, ex cathedra, you know it's 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 uh, the words of God, and that that's what I'm hearing in this. The idea that people have well, they stopped teaching civics years ago, but the idea that the Constitution supersedes any mandate, and it's true, it does. They're not wrapping their heads around it, but I, we need people like you and Ryan who peacefully and without animosity, we're going to stand on the law. We are for rule of law, and we're going to practice that. That speaks volumes. Uh, the The quest here is to get it out. We hope you'll take this podcast, send it out to people, tell them to listen, so they understand fully that you're not rabble-rousers, you're not troublemakers for the sake of trouble. There's a real issue at stake here that needs, we need to be having a national conversation, especially with uh, in light of, we had a conversation earlier this week about the movie, The Sound of Freedom, and how schools are uh, taking part 
maybe some knowingly, uh, some unknowingly, in grooming children. And uh, that whole transgender movement is a part of that. Parents really need to, you know, we just need to have, we should, there should be televised conversations on national media. This is very, very serious stuff. But once again, you know, the indifference of this age is, is really mind-boggling, Melissa and Anthony. I'm sure as parents and in your positions on the school board, you must hear far more than we do, and it must blow your minds too. It does. It does. And it's, it's a hard pill to swallow when, when your family, everything seems to be going well in your family. It's a hard pill to swallow um, to pay attention to what's going on with everybody else because we can get real comfortable in our own little world in our own little bubble and and again when we're not feeling pain it's easy to stay in our bubble instead of to get out and fight and you, you know one of the things that you you had said um the night that ryan was arrested that he tried to serve his federal lawsuit the school solicitor was there um, to have a conversation with the board. And one of the things that he stated at the beginning of the conversation is that the Constitution is superior over policy. policy. Did somebody and get that recorded? <laughs> it, is, it is. It is recorded. It what, is recorded. What, what led to that was um, I had been repeatedly, practically begging the board to, at the very least, if you don't believe me, send these send this off to a law firm that specializes in civil rights issues let them put their eyes on it and let them come back with whatever they say because the the solicitors for the district they don't specialize in that kind of thing and they finally relented and had and that was the solicitor's lead off statement before his presentation that uh that night was that the constitution is above policy and I practically, you know, almost fell out of my chair when he said that. Yeah, I was jumping for joy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to be real, real calm about all that, though. And that's not what they practice, but that's yeah. what he said. Yeah, and that's not how they're acting currently, you know, as they go along just requesting for dismissals, of, you know, with prejudice instead of, you know, realizing that uh, they're making a lot of mistakes this board <laughs> well they're not used to being and challenged it all on us they're, 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 they are blaming it on us they have the taxpayers believing that it's ryan's fault it's our fault i mean suddenly there's no longer an octorare parents for change group it's just missy and anthony and ryan it's all their fault why we're in a lawsuit we're hmm. in a lawsuit because of them I, you know I how they dare they deny paying the bills so what, what they're doing because this is a private person lawsuit being sued in a private person capacity. Each month they're approving legal bills with taxpayer funds to pay for the defense of all this. So I've been objecting to the pay, paying the legal bill just for anything associated with the federal lawsuit. And every month I have to ask for an itemized breakdown of the of the legal bill so I can take that that portion out and, and it, it just they they can't accept that. They, they, they get madder and madder each month when I do it. They don't make it easy for him to try to figure out the legal bill. Well, that's something most citizens would want to know about. That's uh, that, That'll get their attention. What is our money being spent on? <laughs> hmm. Well, sadly, it's not getting their attention. It's been 
brought up on social media. It's been brought up during the elections. Um, it's not really waking people up, to tell you the truth. It, it really isn't. I mean, they're just sadly sitting at home, and I, I don't know what it's going to take um, you know, to, to wake people up, to get them to show up, and for them to all deny those bills being paid. Our Declaration of Independence of our nation includes the concept that it's e- people find it easier to tolerate inequities or bad things done by leadership. Uh, it doesn't say far too long, but it says it, it is that is man, mankind's tendency is to yield to these people and let them have their way. As long as we're comfortable, you said that earlier, as long as I'm okay, I'm not going to worry about it. Or I'm going to try to live like I'm in, a, in this illusionary world of 50 plus years ago or more when you could trust the school board, right? If there was a time like that, uh, it, this is not your father's and your grandfather's public school system. This is totally different, folks. We're in a different ball game now. And people need to open their eyes to see. Um, Anthony, you mentioned you were ta- you sat down and talked with somebody, a board member, I think, and explained your position. Oh no, this was just a, uh, a regular, just a uh, friend person in the, in the public. Okay, yeah. yes. and you yes. opened their eyes to see the facts, to see the truth. They're not being told the facts. Correct. They have a whole. The left has controlled the media. They've controlled all the avenues of communication, almost. Not everything, and they can't stand the stuff they don't control. But they are people are getting hit from every side, from all different corners, with the same narrative. And it's I think it's human psychology. Well, then that must be the truth. I mean, I, why am I going to oppose that, which is so, is so obviously true? What's wrong with these crazy people when, in point of fact, they're being lied to left and right? And when people, when their eyes are open to see that they have been lied to by someone they have trusted, that's a big turning point for some. We've seen that in some major figures in recent times when they realize that, I mean, nobody, it doesn't bring joy to anybody, right, to, to, to have to share this news, to tell people, hey, guess what, your school board might be corrupt. They might be compromised, and they're having an agenda that you would despise if you knew what it was. And we need to we need to fight. We need to stand and proclaim the truth so that people can know this and that these folks can face the music legally. They can face an election that will remove them from office. They can face a lawsuit that is rightfully brought against them by a private citizen. And they they're not used to this. And that then they get uh, I think they're scared that they could be in big trouble. And I also think there may be more than just ego. I'm sure that's there. But they have an agenda. These people are compromised by a particular agenda. And this agenda has been flourishing in the schools across the nation. They can't allow even one school to push back successfully against this because they know they're on a house of cards. And if you win and if you push back this evil that's going on in the school, it can have a tremendous impact across the nation. They know this. That's why... You're facing which, and you're facing uh, threats. Are you not? Not to focus oh. on, a, you know that that yeah, negative thing. But go, I don't think we've talked about that. Tell us, tell the audience what you have been facing. This lovely couple, yeah. folks. I mean, all they want to do is help their school, and yeah, well, and and one guy who wasn't allowed to speak for three minutes. They could have just let him talk, and none of this would be happening right now. But go ahead, tell tell more about the pushback so, you're so, getting since the, since uh, the one envelope was 
was out uh, with uh, Lancaster Patriot. Um, Chris Hume put an article out. Um, but the first piece of mail that, that I received, that actually my daughter received, because my, my I had my twin girls with me in the car, and uh, they always go and get the mail for me. And they're like, Mom, we got it. You know, Sophia goes out and she grabs the mail and she hands it to me. And it says, Missy the Mouth Algetor. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I was called some nasty things on social media. That's one of the things I was kind of called on social media. I got to call Anthony. He's at work. I'm like, do I open this? What do I do? What's <laughs> going on? I don't know if I should. And I'm like, my, and now I've touched it. Sophia's touched it. You know, all the kids are now hovering around me. My son, Roman, my daughter, Diana, and our other son wasn't home yet from college. And, and Anthony goes, Melissa, he goes, just open it. And lo and behold, it's an extortion letter mm. and it's slander and defamation against Ryan. And I was, I was floored and it, and it was that very day that I had to, you know, uh, well, actually, we had to go on Facebook or else and, you know, admit that it's a setup and that the whole hmm. lawsuit and everything and that we had to pay back the school district all of the money. And if we didn't, they were going to send out 100 more letters. But that was 100 more letters to Ryan's neighbors. And then additional things started coming in. You know, uh, Ryan started getting his letters. And then next thing you know, my neighbors started getting letters, which was still about Ryan, but it was Missy Bowser brought this criminal. And then Anthony, you know, had found one at work and uh, came addressed to me at work. Yeah. Um, and this was after we net, let the, the initial uh, deadline pass without even responding in any way. Any way, shape, or form, hmm. and that's that's when the onslaught started between Mr. Miller's neighborhood, and then I started getting them at work, and then my, both my bosses actually got letters addressed to them about me. You know, it just was all over the place. This is unacceptable, fellow Americans. This is wrong. What in the world are they afraid of? Why are they doing this? Is so un-American. You have the legal court system to have a redress of wrongs, to, to, to bring your case. They don't want that case heard. It's infuriating. I, Kim, I know, I know, I'm sure you feel the same way. When we hear these I, stories, it, it, we, we have to do everything we can to remain calm because you know what, by the way, I have to say this. What, are, what do they want us to do? They want us to lose it. They want us to do something reckless yeah. and crazy, and then they can say, see, these people are, are lunatics or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, that's exactly the strategy, because what's interesting as I listen to both Melissa and Anthony throughout this whole program, at no time were they told you're wrong, what you're doing is illegal, you're breaking the law. They know that the law is on their side. They are just appealing to their emotions, like you said, to get them to crack, be outrageous, do outrageous things, say outrageous things, so they can paint them much like they do people who actually you know, study the Constitution, want to obey it. I want to teach others to do the same because it comes down to the age old adage of, you know, they don't want to lose the power because with the power comes the money. Hmm. And, uh, you know, there's some people, I think, Melissa and Anthony, there's a, a tiny bit more people who are waking up. It's not the it's not as obscure as it once used to be. There are people who are waking up, studying the Constitution, becoming aware of how to defend 
um, their liberties and it scares these people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the thing is when you have truth on your side and God, this stuff doesn't, doesn't shake us. Excellent. It doesn't shake us at all. Yep. You know, I, I can't, I can't sit here and be upset about it. I mean, now mind you, he's been a police officer all these years and we've never received anything at home before. So, you know, our children, you know, rightfully so, you know, are concerned, you know, and we're, we're handling that. But, um, you know, this isn't going to, to shake us or, or, or make us waver in any way. Excellent. Um, you know, it's, it's no big deal. They are expecting to probably get some kind of crazy reaction out of us, and it's not. And they're not doing happen. it. Actually, you're you're a lovely couple. You're you're beautiful people, and it's it's a pleasure to speak with you. You're you're making total sense in the things that you're you're sharing. There's nothing that you or Ryan is doing that warrants this kind of reaction, unless there is oh, a yeah. major problem on their side that they do not want the light of truth exposed. And so they're trying to, again, they're trying to, to get you to cower and to bow before them, and you're not going to do it. And that's a, that's a fundamental truth, folks. Do not okay. bow to these people. Stand, like Scripture says, stand uh, as you fight this battle. Um, and by the way, we have no fear of being challenged, right? Uh, people on, on the right and Christians, it's, sure, bring your, bring your objections, bring your concerns. Let's talk about them. Let's address the issues. We have no fear of being wrong either, because we can admit that's right. We're wrong, and it's and it's it's okay to be wrong. It's, yes, you know, and all of these things we can grow and As, learn exactly to learn the yeah, truth. I can actually, challenge the board in that very context with keep reminding them that they're in their private person capacity. And I said, show me a document from the solicitor or from the court that says otherwise. I can admit when I'm wrong. Just show me that document. Never happened. Yep. And, well, they, and it, you know, not only did we get the extortion, um, the blackmail, the slander, and the defamation, you know, many times they, they told Anthony to shut me up, but they also, you know, they called, they called his work. They tried getting him fired. They even tried getting my business shut down with, mm-hmm. with, with the local community. Yep. Um, so, That's what they do. I mean, they have literally stopped at nothing to try to to try to stop us. We have seen this tactic over and over again in different fights across the country. And I can't, you know, for the life of me, and I'm if I'm wrong, I'd want to know this, but I don't remember anybody on our side acting this way towards people on the other side. Correct. We believe in these rights that we believe in, God-given rights, apply to everyone, even those who misuse them. These are things that we stand for and we believe in. It's amazing how so many folks, I don't know how many really are convinced of the lies they tell about people on the conservative side. But you don't have to be afraid of conservatives. Conservatives want you to have the freedom to live your life as you choose within certain boundaries uh, that you don't uh, violate. Other than that, you're free to to choose the path you're going to go on, even if it's the wrong path. We believe you have the right to make that choice. You, you can't choose your consequences because they're going to come if you choose yeah. the wrong path, but you're free to choose. But they cannot tolerate this. And again, they can't tolerate this. Go, They can't have, let this go into court and go through the normal process. They're trying to shut it down now because they know they're wrong. May be so bold. They know they're wrong. They know that they're going to very likely lose if it gets far enough in the court system because they don't have a leg to stand on. So they're trying to, to stop all of this. But I find it interesting, before the show, we were talking about the state of this lawsuit right now. It's on hold, right? It's basically, you're, you're kind of waiting. Brian is waiting 
for the next steps. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the next steps where they are now is um, we filed a uh, amended complaint and a supplemental complaint that now the, the judge now has to review all those documents and then make rulings as to, you know, what may stay, what may get kicked out, that type of thing. So there's still a, uh, there's still a long process to go. Um, it's like the, ping pong back yeah. and forth yeah. between lawyers and it's, and it's narrative. You, you know, know guys, we, we, we see the similarities between what is happening to uh, Leah Hoops and Greg Stenstra hmm. in Delaware County. You're familiar with that uh, that situation? Yes. It, it, do you see it, Steve, where the court stalls and uh, they, they won't uh, accept evidence, even though it's evidence and it's perfectly fine, it's legit, and they play games and they stall and they postpone and they, it's about, you know, who can outlast who? They, uh, they, well, I'm going to give Judge Marstan a solid here, you know, because she's a true constitutionalist. She's Trump appointed and she's the one that's listening excellent. to the case. OK, and, um, you know, really, justice is slow. It doesn't move as fast as we'd like it to. It's not the movies. Um, <laughs> and, you know, oddly, you know, not being a lawyer, not understanding and, and learning along the way, you know, from Ryan and just paying attention you know, right now, it, it's just this back and forth, that, that narrative that gets to be written between lawyers trying to just kind of, like, wordsmith their way out of it and try to, you know, lawyer, out, you know, their way out of it over Ryan, who's pro se. And what we need to realize is you have one guy, one guy, no paralegal, no team of lawyers. He's going up against all of these lawyers you know, with paralegals, with help that can help read things and sift through evidence. This man is doing this alone, you know, which is which is truly amazing. I mean, these but he's as far as he is by himself. This is this is some divine intervention, without a doubt. And, and things have happened divinely along the way. The attorneys can't believe that they're this far in to a federal case against a pro se person. They, that's mind-boggling today. Yes, and that, that tells me that there's a lot more at stake here, and that's why it's being so blown out of proportion from what we would see, because it, it really is in microcosm, the battle that's been going on across the country. If he wins, it can have tremendous rumblings across the entire country. You're folks, we need to pray for this. Pray for these folks as they continue in the battle. We're almost out of time, guys. We need uh, we to know... keep tab with these guys. We need to yeah. keep this front and center, Melissa and Anthony. So you let us know if things happen that, that you need to come back on and we need to talk about. We definitely will. And and like I say, I just ask that you that you pray uh, for discernment for, for Judge Marstan. I mean, this is this is a big case that she has to review. She has a lot that she has to sift through. And I just ask that that uh, your community, you know, praise for her, praise for Ryan, um, you know, because, again, like you said, this has national uh, ramifications in a good yes. way for parents across the nation and for parental rights. And it's culturalcontrarian.org, right? That's Ryan's uh, website. Any place else people yeah. should check out? Just the cult yeah. cultural yeah. contrarian? Yeah, Go there. Yeah, culturecontrarian.org. He also has a Give, Send, Go that you can look into. To help you know, the You can fund. look me up on Facebook. You can, you can message me. Um, you know, I'll answer anyone. I'm pretty easily uh, found because I run my business um, pretty much off my personal page. I even have a business page. But off my personal page, you can just DM me 
and you know i'll lead people to ryan to his give send go you know to, to anything that they want to know we're here we're here at all times to answer anyone's questions excellent excellent anthony and melissa falgator spelled uh f-a-g-a i'm sorry f-a-g-i-a-t-o-r-e is that correct F-A-L-F-A-L-G-I-A-T-O-R-E. Wow, we have to work on that. Look them up, folks. Guys, thanks so much for coming on Face the Culture. We appreciate it. We are out of time. God bless you folks for listening, and be encouraged. Get engaged in the battle. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow night. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye.